You're listening to Create Wealth Through Franchising, and I'm your host, Kim Daly. In my 20 years as a franchise consultant, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their dreams of building and scaling franchise businesses to create wealth. The interview you're about to hear can also be found on my YouTube channel, where I post new franchising content multiple times per week. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and to my YouTube channel at kimdaily.tv. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Daily Coach YouTube channel. Today, I have a very fun guest for you, my longtime friend, Heather McPherson. Welcome to the Daily Coach YouTube channel, Miss Heather. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. appreciate you. I'm excited to have you here because we are going to have a really fun girl conversation today about, you know, my The Daily Coach is all about sharing the good news. I love I love myth busting. So we're going to do a little bit of that with your brand. But I mostly love sharing good news, real good stories. People can go other other places to hear the cynical negative things about franchising. But here at The Daily Coach, we want to promote the good news. And there are a lot of amazing stories of adaptation and uh, leadership and unprecedented support that allowed franchisees to overcome really big challenges in 2020 and not just survive, but thrive. And you happen to be currently, because you have a very extensive background in franchising, but currently you happen to be representing a brand called Decalash. And in the spa industry, and there were some really fun stories, and I think surprising stories happening in the spa industry across multiple franchises that I work with. And that's why I thought it would be so fun to have you on today to share in your firsthand experience some of the things that were happening in the spa industry coming out of the pandemic. So welcome to my show. Let's talk about the spa industry. (laughs) My favorite topic. (laughs) Mine too, actually. (laughs) Well, what woman doesn't want to look good and feel good every day, right? I mean, come on. It's Especially after 2020. So, okay. So we go into lockdown mode. None of us can color our hair, do our nails, do our eyelashes, can't do anything. So what happens as the doors started, you know, being able to be reopened state by state with adaptation? Well, it's, it's so interesting. Um, you know, we're more of a boutique, you know, in the, in the, the lash and brow space, right? Um, so many fun things happened, but I know it was kind of crazy. They were calling us they're like, can you please just send my lash artist to my house? And we're like, oh, no, can't, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, what we crazy did- addiction of us women. <laughs> yeah, right? I know me too. I mean, didn't you find ways of like hiding things like hats for good? <laughs> well, the hat. Oh yeah. Pull the hair back. Wear a hat. I'm on camera. <laughs> but one of the innovations now I will state that yes, we're in the, the, the lash and brow space, but we are much more of a technology company that meets beauty. And what I mean by that collectively we're closed for about six weeks across their system. And then it depended upon the state, the municipality, the counties, you know, some were on again and off again, but those our franchise owners were like, well, what do I do? And we're like, got you. We put together a playbook to support our owners. Here's exactly how you close if you have to. Here's exactly how you open. 
And here's a wonderful marketing rollout to let people know, hey, come on, we're ready. <laughs> we're coming back. Um, and we all, yeah, it was really about supporting our owners. We're very much a founder-driven organization. So we lifted up and hugged our people and got them PPP loans and forgiveness on their locations, you know, for the lack talking to those landlords. Um, but when it was time, we rolled out our very first app. What did this thing do? It has an AI feature, chat features. It literally checks you into the studio when you drive up. So touchless entry. That turned out to be a real big deal, right? And that was already in the works. Already in the works. We had no idea that that was going to be a thing. Another thing we've learned um, is over 97% of our consumers that go to our website, they're doing everything with the phone. Not a computer, not a laptop, not an iPad. They're comfortable with this. Everyone's running their life this way. And so coming out of COVID, what else has changed? We're rolling out something called DECA AI. What is this? Well, you can do everything from your phone. You would call a studio and no longer are you going to have to have a person, hey, welcome to Decalash. It, it goes right into a chat feature and you literally can schedule, reschedule, ask questions, do everything through DECA AI. Now, from a business, wow. it's so cool because we don't have receptionists here. What did this do? We recognize that our customer service center, which manages all the studios, when you phone in and you say, I want an appointment, conversion rate was about 53.7%. DECA AI, oh my goodness, over 98% conversion rate. Hey, Daily Coach fans, if this franchise sounds like a fit for you, I would love to be your Daily Coach. Email me right now for a totally free consultation at inquire at kimdaily.tv. Okay, so all this technology talk makes me want to ask the question. So what happened to what's happening to the mix of candidates that you have looking at your brand it, with a strong technology push behind a product that is mainly geared toward women, yeah. does this change the type of candidate that's attracted to your business model? 100%. I will tell you, can, can I just say this? I get uh, a lot of gentlemen that are, are candidates and they are like, um, I didn't wake up wanting to own a lash business. <laughs> we always laugh. Because the thing is, it, you take the widget out. Every man knows a woman, a wife, a sister, an aunt, and they see how much money we spend on all this stuff. And then we say, oh, by the way, we have all the systems and processes where you can see everything of, from afar. It's a, it's a measurable membership model. And they're like, oh. Yeah. That's it takes that kind of emotion. I mean, there's a strong emotional play for the female to own it because <laughs> we get to do it for free. <laughs> But then for the for the for the male component, you know, the the um the male franchise owner to say this is more than just, you know, eyelashes and wa and uh brows. This is a legit business model yeah. with real KPIs and technology to help drive that and measure that and to run an efficient business. And you just hit the nail on the head. Key performance indicators. We watch the average unit volume every single day. 
And that's what you want as an owner. You want a franchisor who knows what their KPIs are. You can see it without walking into the studio. Roll out of bed, throw your coffee up, you know, see what's going on. What percentage of your owners are male? It's a very good question. We do have a lot of power couples and power couples could be husbands and wives. And normally one or the other is still working. Um, and the other one's kind of managing the the studio, managing their team. Um, but it's not always husbands and wives. We've got two guys that are finance guys and they wanted to diversify their portfolio. They crush it. I love those guys. And then, you know, there's like two, two friends that have been in business together in other businesses and they're looking to expand their portfolio, right? So it's a beauty brand that goes along with another brand that they already own. Same cross marketing consumer going to buy. Right. Pretty brilliant. Why? Why? Yeah. Here's the real question. Why do spas work? Because would it is it sort of defies the logic, right? Of the average person thinking about starting a business today would say, well, that can't be a good business to open right now. But why is now a good time to open this business? It's, it's, you know, it's the thing. It's beauty. One of the things about um, us in this world, women need to feel good and look good to face the day. Nothing is more attractive than that confidence and that little thing. I mean, I know when I go to this spa, I'm like, okay, put Humpty Dumpty back together, please. <laughs> and we true. all need confidence. We need it's so true. Something is so small as like a professional manicure, right? When my nails, I don't know what, so soon as my nails feel better, my whole life feels better. Like women are always going to spend money on these types of services regardless. And so, yes, when they locked out, locked us out, we couldn't go. But as soon as they told us we could come back, all that pent up demand just brought us right back in. Yeah, we had to take care of our members first. We noticed a 23% increase when things started opening with women that have never done their lashes or their brows before because we're doing this, covering half our face. Right? Your eyes are more important. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that, but you're so, it's so true. Plus, I think that even the effect of eyelashes, look, I mean, I've done it for like weddings and stuff and I'm always like, don't let them fall off, don't let them fall off, right? Because it's, it's <laughs> so dramatic, you know? And you feel so beautiful that mm -hmm. if this is a part of someone's regular regime, not to mention the, the time and that you probably don't have to spend in the morning applying mascara and all that, oh. but right, but, but they fall out. So you can't keep them in. I mean, it's, they fall out naturally. So you have to go back. So, I mean, it just, it's that built-in demand for, because once it becomes a part of your look, it's hard to give it oh, up. Yeah. yeah, it's very addictive. And you're going to go, I mean, from a measurable model, you're going twice a month. Right. That's adorable. Right. You know, and you guys and have the statistics to show that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we rolled, not just innovation on the technology side, but we rolled out a browse service um, right the day after Thanksgiving in 2020. You know, and it's a, it's, it's a brow lamination, which I need one. I'm having to put too much on. <laughs> I'm due. I got my note. <laughs> but it's a semi-permanent, you know, non-invasive way because why? Everyone's coming out of COVID being healthier. 
I, I care what I'm putting in. I'm caring about this. I want healthy, organic. I want vegan. I want these things. And um, so we don't necessarily want to tattoo our eyebrows, microblading, you know, needles in your head. Right. Yeah. This, and it lasts, you know, five, six weeks. And it's actually hands down one of the most profitable services we've added, but we got more coming in Q3. That's you know, amazing. Doing something. So even in your model, this is a great, another great point. So even in your very established model, you're still adding new services. Oh my goodness sakes. You will not, and see, because our products are made for us in the U.S. They are no animal testing, 100% vegan, more products are being tested. They're rolling a bunch of stuff out in Q3, brow related, and then I'll just tell you, Mega lashes are coming. Mega <laughs> <laughs> It's consumer demand. <laughs> you heard it here first on the Daily Coach YouTube channel. Now you're going to come here for your beauty tips. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, we've so got a, every, the, every look. The point I'm trying to make is that when, you know, and you've been in franchising for a long time, even before you were with DECA. So you've been with other brands and you've been on the finance side. So know you see candidates who are validating a concept and they they are validating i always tell my candidates you are looking at the business where it is today but you're investing in the business for where it's going so it's like people who get drilled down to the widget and to what the widget is today i'm like you're missing the point you got to look up and look at the people and the partnership and their vision and what they've accomplished to this date because that's probably indicative of when they say they're going to do it, if they're actually going to do it. And and do their franchisees validate that? Do you yeah. concur with that? hundred thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's not where we are. It's where we're going. And I love it when we have like meet your team day and we give them like 10 minutes with the founders. And that's almost our first question. What's coming? What's around the corner? What's your vision? You know, I think such a valid thing to ask right. any brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, it's crazy how many people will kind of get stuck in the moment or like saying, well, you know, cause you know, candidates have a lot of, sometimes have a lot of assumptions about what's truth, which in reality really, you know, if they do their due diligence, they realize that that what they were assuming maybe not is not entirely true. Right. When you go right. from the consumer thinking to an investor thinking is what I'm talking about. And exactly. that's why they have a, someone like me to kind of challenge their thought process, right. And help them go from, you know, Oh, well, my community needs this or doesn't need that because it's so competitive to thinking like an investor and saying, Oh, this is how we compete in our market. Mm -hmm. And this is how many customers I need to build a profitable business. I don't need everybody. In fact, I need those competitors almost because I need them to kind of screw it up or to treat the customer this way so that when they come here, they feel the difference, right? Exactly. And these are the things that the daily coach is trying to help candidates kind of move from this thinking to this thinking, this and consumer thinking to this investor thinking. And what you're sharing today about the technology, this new artificial intelligence that's coming for a beauty brand, like again, you know, and it's for it's it there are male owners, not just female owners. It it just mm -hmm. kind of like it just helps to solidify what I try to bring my candidates to during you know, the consultation and the parts of the process that I work, you know, work with people through. What is your company most proud of in 2020? I think it's the fact that innovation never stopped. 
we didn't stop innovating, why we were loving on our people and caring for them and, you know, not charging royalties and all those things, giving them those hugs. We were all working on, on new product rollouts, new service rollouts, um, technology. We started building AI in 2020. It had to mature, you know. So I think that's absolutely what our leadership would say. They kept the eyes on the prize. And then coming into 2021, they're like, how can we love on our people more? Oh, here's an idea. How about we have our employees get a benefit per quarter as we watch the average unit volume increase and increase and increase? So they put benchmarks out there. Q1, crushed it. Employees got a little bonus. Q2, Killed those numbers too. We've made more in this business than we ever have in our short four and a half, almost five years. And it continues to grow. I think that's the perfect connection. It's like win-win, love on your people, everybody wins. Hey, Daily Coach fans, if you're inspired by this conversation, I invite you to email me right now to explore this franchise opportunity. My email is inquire at kimdaily.tv another myth that candidates often has is that franchisors don't really care about their franchisees. You know, they start yeah. tripping over the fees. Oh, franchising has so many fees. It's like people, the fees are justified by the amount of support that is offered compared to if you were out there on your own trying to develop all of this, you wouldn't because the yeah. person who would start this business would be the lash technician not the executive guy from corporate America who just sees a membership model in a service-oriented space that is going to forever be wanted and needed by women that has huge margins. And now we throw in this amazing technology package behind it to make it like a legit business with, you know, real key performance indicators that I can measure, monitor, and like, you know, manage. <laughs> That's why everybody gets so excited. They're like, I had no idea. I was doubting it, but sign me up. <laughs> you know? And might I add two cents more? Just a couple little sure. cents here. I thought I was thinking about, you know, just what makes a good franchise owner. And it's not necessarily just Decalash, but isn't it true that, you know, uh, those that trust the franchisor from the very beginning see that result so much faster than those might question all the time. That's Why is that, Heather? Following <laughs> systems, weird. <laughs> but the other thing that I recognize on our top, if you want a third and a third and a third, those top third, they're transparent. They're joining a relationship, building a relationship of trust and understanding that the franchisor already been there, done that. But you got to be vulnerable, right? You have to be willing to tell the franchisor, okay, I'm really good at this. I'm not so good at that. So you can work together to be successful. I think it's that transparency, just tossing it out there. Yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's, and it's entirely true. I think the reason that the people who make themselves vulnerable are more successful are probably because they're more coachable. There you go. Of course. Of and they're course. willing to follow the process rather than assume that they know how to do it and and not ask for help. And you know, part of that, I, I spend a lot of time with my candidates up front talking about these kinds of topics yeah. because I think it's, you know, I, I, I don't mean to say that in any kind of judgmental way. I think when you have a strong executive 
um, candidate mm -hmm. who has spent 20 years in corporate America yes. where maybe it was never okay to say, hey, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. For fear of somebody who might be out for your job or it just is not the place to do that. It's not politically correct to say, I don't know. Yeah. But over here in this entrepreneurial franchising world, like one of the best things anybody can say is, I don't know. And to be, to humble yourself, to ask for help, because that means that you're going to get the right way to do it rather than spinning your wheels, trying to figure out how to do it on your own, wasting time and money and maybe driving yourself deeper into the rabbit hole versus just had you gone to the franchisor in the beginning and say, hey, I don't know, I need help. They could have quickly corrected what you were doing. Yes. Perfect. You, you couldn't have said it any better. Those are the ones that really succeed. They really do. And it's a growth thing. You know, anybody can get there. Sometimes it's the people who come out of the gate saying yes, doing it their way, not getting the success that they hoped or dreamed for. Then, you know, kind of like, all right, regrouping, I'm going to go back, I'm going to do what the franchisor says. <laughs> and then magically, they're amazing franchise owners. And we love those stories simply because it's not us saying, hey, follow the franchisor. It's now the franchisees saying, you know what, when I did it my way, I only produced this result. <laughs> but when I did it the franchisor's way, I'm now living the life I had all, you know, signed up for. Yes, exactly. And we have those stories here too. <laughs> <laughs> We all have those stories. It's what makes our industry so great. But you know what? If people weren't people, we wouldn't have all these fun stories to share. So, right? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. It's all learning. And that's when you say yes to the dream to own your own business, you're saying yes to growing personally, professionally, and then financially. Everybody sort of starts out looking for the financial gain in the beginning. And of course, the numbers have to be right. It's an investment. You're not going to say yes to something if you don't believe you can make money. However, I, I am here as the daily coach, as the mindset coach to tell you that when you become the person worthy of the million dollar business with your thinking and your habits and your follow through, then you will create the million dollar business. The people that want to have the million dollar business before they grow into being a million dollar operator are the ones who will struggle and probably never get there or they'll do it in the hardest way possible right just way much way more ease and grace and flow when you are in the right mindset and you have a belief system and that comes from the franchisor the confidence the proven system and then you wake up with clear specific goals that you can execute on every day and that you can just know, like going to the gym and lifting weights, you're not looking for an immediate result. You know that you just have the faith that if I keep doing this, my muscles are going to grow. My muscles are going to grow. I'm going to get stronger. My body is going to change. It's the same thing in owning a business. It's staying the course. It's keeping your head down, following through, doing all the right things with consistency that will then produce that result. But it all starts with that mindset and that belief. And that's one of the biggest advantages of joining a franchise in this pandemic time, but in all times, right? Because when, when the fear level is so high just in our day-to-day -day life and you have a support team that you can turn to who are adapting the model and helping you and you don't have to figure out how to do everything on your mm -hmm. own, this is what's helping franchise businesses to not just survive, but to thrive in 2020 
and now even more into 2021. You heard the woman. She said they're having more fun making more money six months of this year than maybe ever before in their four or five year history. These are the stories that are available to you in franchising. If this conversation has inspired you, I would absolutely love the opportunity to work with you one-on-one to help you find the franchise that will fit your dreams and help you achieve your goals. As I mentioned before, if you're interested in this specific franchise, please leave a comment below or reach directly out. Give me the opportunity to pre-qualify you, to check the territory, to put you in the right mindset before I send you over to Heather so that when you get to her, you will be that executive candidate that she is excited to take through her franchise investigation process. Heather, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing a little of the insights into the Decalash franchise opportunity. Such a pleasure. I I respect you greatly, my friend. And I I mean, what a what a what a treat today was. Really a treat. Thank you. Oh, I respect you too. We've been together a long time, girl, <laughs> since we were both young whippersnappers. <laughs> We're still young. What am I saying? (laughs) Anyway, we have way too much fun here in franchising. If you're ready to have fun, I look forward to hearing from you. If you've enjoyed this video, please don't forget to like and subscribe. And don't forget to contact me if I can help you in any way. If you found this inspiring, please contact me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. My consulting services are totally free to you. Again, that email is inquire at kimdaily.tv. I can't wait to hear from you.